This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hey everyone, so welcome back to the second episode of Inside China Tech. Today we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Jane Manchun Wong. So just a little bit of an introduction about Jane. She is a 23-year-old university student who's, you know, she's studying in the US, but she's originally from Hong Kong. And she's kind of gained a bit of a following on Twitter for her reverse engineering of popular apps like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So what she does is basically, you know, um, she reverse engineers, she looks at the source code and tries to uncover hidden features. Jane will, you know, be with us um, to talk about what she does and why she does it. And yeah, I think it should be a very interesting podcast. Also, if you have not listened to our previous podcast, which was the very first episode on Singles Day and Short Video, I recommend that you do that right after listening to this one. But yeah, otherwise, enjoy. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Jane. Welcome to Inside China Tech. Hi, hi, everybody. Um, yeah, Jane, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm actually a Hong Konger. I I, I grew up, I, I was born and grew up in Hong Kong, and then I'm studying in in UMass Dartmouth in 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 the states as a computer science student. In my free time, I scoop apps. What exactly is scooping apps? What does that mean? It's kind of like so scooping apps is like reverse engineering apps. That's you kind of like see the logics behind the apps and then see what's interesting about that. Maybe sometime the apps will come with with the and release features. So when I figure out a way to make that happen, then I will just tweet about it. Okay, so let me get it straight. So when you get like an app like Facebook, what you do is that you go into the app and you look at um, the code yep. in the app. Yep, the code. Yeah, and then yep. so, you know, within the code, you sort of reverse engineer and see what kind of features yeah. that they've embedded in it. But why why do we do that? Why you know why do you need to go in and look at the features? Like, won't the features already be in the Facebook app itself? Yeah. Um. So so that's this thing called A/B testing, um, which is like um before the feature got launched globally, um some companies they might they might want to pick maybe just a small sample of the entire population. To see maybe like the behavior, like what was the behavioral change before, um, be, when the feature is is uh, being tested to them, um, to to kind of improve and refine that before the global launch. Mm. So this is for like features that they haven't released, um, currently in in the app. Is that right? Yeah. So that like they might want to test like, they like, might, yeah, they they might want to test um with other maybe Facebook employees who are using that app. Or just a small population in somewhere in the world. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So for them to A B test, they would have to have that code embedded in the app, but only released to some users. So maybe like Jane, if you are, you know, if Facebook is conducting A B testing on the both of us, for example, so maybe you might get access to a feature that I don't have access to in the same Facebook app. Correct. Ah, um, uh, okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like is is there and. Something will happen naturally, not naturally, but something will happen, mm. and and it will get activated in your version of the app. I see. Yeah. So, okay. So, what are some of the features you have, um, you know, sort of uncovered 
in your hobby of scooping apps? Oh, like, 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 what sort of features have you sort of uncovered in you know when you're scooping apps? Like, what kind of apps do you scoop? And like, what are some of the big features you have discovered? That's that's like I, we we can talk whole day about that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that, pick the like the, the 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 top three, like the the one your favorite ones or the ones that you know really felt was super interesting for users. I think like like um, speaking of like being interesting to users, I guess like the most interesting feature could be, I guess like Twitter encrypted um DM um because. Around like few months back, before I scooped this feature, kind of Jack Dorsey, the Twitter CEO, kind of mentioned he might work on encryptions, and and then and then like I found a way to scoop that in Twitter's app, and then I, I made it possible, and then tweet about that, and then and then it was kind of, it, it it went viral on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this was this was fairly recent. And it wasn't recent. It was like half year ago. Ah, okay. Yeah. So when you say encrypted DMs, you mean like uh, end-to-end ec- encryption, something like what WhatsApp is doing now. Yeah. And Twitter wanted to do it in yeah. their DMs. Which which is kind of like uh, end-to-end encryption, where um, ideally Twitter themselves would not be able to read the contents inside the messages. Mm. And what about yeah? What about um, Facebook? I think I saw on your Twitter that you had. Uh, uncovered something about Facebook wanting to launch like a dating feature. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, the dating feature. I think I kind of saw that before the launch, but like I, I wasn't sure what that was about. Like when I see that, I saw references of location, maybe like um, fun facts, something like that, and then I wasn't sure what's that about until the launch. Oh, so that's that's about dating. Uh, okay. So a while after that, I managed to find a way to 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 turn that on the onboarding process um the, the screen on and then and then take took some screenshot and then post it on 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 twitter that was like when i was like kind of like chilling in a, in a coffee shop and then i i i figured out maybe like that's the friday 4 p.m in boston so i figured out maybe that that's the perfect time to process so i, I was taking a sip and i just clicked tweets and then it went completely viral. Like I guess the um I, I guess um Casey Newton at The Verge kinda picked that up first and then he he wrote an article about that and then it, it went absolutely crazy over the entire weekend. So a lot of yeah. the tech media I think in the US probably um watch your Twitter very closely in terms of, you know, to be interested in like, oh what Facebook is launching or what Snapchat's launching or what Twitter might be launching next. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, maybe tell us a little, like for like for this, you do it like I mean, I, I you're a student, right? What do you study? I study computer science. Okay, so but you do this like on the side. It's like uh. Yeah, on the side, it's it's completely my hobby. Is not. Huh? It's 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 not for like anything extrinsic. I got no money rewarded by 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 scooping apps and, yeah, it's just completely my hobby. I guess like I guess a way to put that is um. I myself, I personally use Facebook apps, like all the apps I scoop about. I just try to get the most out of those apps. So what what drives? I mean, apart from you know passion and interest of like sort of reverse engineering, like I guess it's 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 like a challenge, right? You want to uncover what the different um, what each app is sort of hiding, like the secret features. But what what other sort of um aspect of this motivates you to scoop? 
to scoop these companies. Yeah, um, as as briefly as mentioned, like I, I want to get the most out of the apps, but every time when you see the app updates, you all almost always see um, improvements and bug fixes. Like that's it. Like they're not being transparent about what's changed inside the app, like what's what comes with the app, and I want to know that so much. So so like um, usually when the update pushes, I just I just like refresh engineer the apps and see what's changed and then turn something on and then and then to tweet about it because because like I I, I guess like um our f- I we we own our phone right it's it's not the Facebook own our, Facebook doesn't own our phone and I guess like what hap- what's happening in our phone like we deserve to know what's behind the scene I guess okay yeah cool um how did you get into sort of scooping apps or you know I mean um, clearly I mean if you're talking about tech and a lot of like software engineering and like sort of coding and like this this I think at least in the US and probably also in China is still largely a very male dominant scene so how did you you know get into this um, you know how did you become interested in it how did you start getting into scooping apps I I, I don't really see like I, I didn't really think about the gender aspect behind it. I mean I mean tech is tech, right? So so like to to me I I yeah. To me like like um when I scoop apps, um it, it was completely um my interest. Maybe tell me a little bit more about your journey. Like how did you um become interested in coding and technology like were you always interested in this as a child or did you like pick up interest like down the road or what was the situation yeah i i first i i feel like back then i when i was around like four to five years old i figured um there's this concept called the internet and where you can connect with people all around the world i find it very fascinating so so i started looking into it and i started like and using the computer sometimes I like um so, sometimes um my dad doesn't want me to just freely browse the internet because that's the internet <laughs> and what's he worried about that you would uh stumble upon you yeah, know things you shouldn't be seeing you know, yeah, as a kid yeah some something yeah you you get it yeah <laughs> and and yeah like like I I do that and then my dad just um he figured that out and he put password on Internet Explorer. So what I did is I went to a public library and then I I borrowed a CD-ROM with uh, Firefox in it and I installed it and that's how I kind of uh, circumvent um, the Internet Explorer password. And then and then he put the password into the win- on Windows itself and then I installed Linux mm. and then he put a password into the computer he- itself. So I Remove the battery from the motherboard and then insert that back in, so it kind of reset the password. And at that point, he gave up um, on controlling my computer, and he just unplugged the internet and let me to mess with my computer. That that time, yeah, sometimes like sometimes I mess something up. I had to reinstall that. So that happens like 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 every week. Yeah, yeah. So so like um, about like reverse engineering. So so there was this um. Chinese typing contest back in um sec- when I was in secondary school, it, it just sec- uh, casual all for fun contest. Um, so 
I found maybe there's something I can kind of make it make the result funny. So so I I open up I right click on the page and I see a view source and then and then I see oh so it's it's made of JavaScript. So I look into it and then I I kind of like see the op, uh, the logic behind the code and then I alter it and then and then so figure out um the way they count how fast a person type is by submitting the amount of seconds to the server. So I'm thinking, hmm, what if I just submit like zero seconds? What if I just submit like negative infinity seconds? And and it worked. So it turns out, um, because I submitted zero seconds to the server and then the server kinda like did not check about whether this value is uh sensible. So I become technically become like the the first in the school, I I became the fastest person of typing. You yeah. have zero seconds, so you took yes. zero seconds to finish typing. Zero seconds, everything, or, or like minus one. Yeah. Yeah. So what did yeah. the teacher say, or you know, what was their reaction when yeah, they realized you had tempered or or sort of like changed the value in the system? Yeah, because because at the end of the day, it's just all casual and all for fun. So he didn't kind of gave up on the whole typing contest campaign. He just let let go. Uh, okay, yeah. what was the first app that you reverse engineered, and how did you think about doing that? Like, how did you actually get into this um, hobby of tinkering with apps? It's been my hobby since be- long before I tinkered the the apps. So one time I kind of stumbled into the structure of the Android apps, and then and then I thought about maybe that there must be. There could be something interesting going on behind the app, so I kind of like uh, unpack it and then kind of see the logic behind it, and then and then the, it took me like the first few try until the first group happened. Um, but it, it it was it was fun. Like like um to me like um when I look into the app, I I I'm fascinated about like how enormous the scale is inside the Facebook app. And like it, it was like huge, and so so I'm I thinking like since it is so huge, then um there must be something that I can talk about because in scale um there must be some bugs I can play around, and then one day I found a way to turn something on, and then that's how I start everything about scooping apps. And then and and then I will apply the same logic to other apps, maybe like different ways. There's always some variance of 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 how how it work. But but like um when I reapply it to everything else, and then and then like that that's how I start taking um Instagram, Snapchat, um Twitter, Slack, PayPal, Famo, and and more. Is there a difference between scooping apps? And that are Android and iOS. Yeah, uh, there's certainly some um, differences um, because um, the way how Android works and the way how iOS works is uh, structurally a little different, and and Apple puts a lot of efforts on securing the the iOS itself, um, which explains why it's been like very hard to jailbreak it these days, and. So so like it's to certainly it takes different approach to reverse um iOS apps. It's not say not saying it's impossible, but it's harder. 
apps, but yeah. for you, you um work primarily with Android apps. Yeah, because uh, because I personally use um Android apps myself. So I'm actually quite interested to get your take on. Um, say you know, there's always a lot of talk about like safety in different sort of operating systems, like iOS safety and like Android. You know, like and so as an Android user, um, do you do you, do you think that the Android system is less secure? I don't know if secure is the right word, but I don't know. What what's your general take on it? Yeah, I think I think like um a great thing about Android is is um is is very the platform is very open. So open that um, sometimes when they ask you for this permission, you wouldn't think about you. You wouldn't expect um, that would allow the app to to um, scrub everything um, something else from your phone. For example, like um, there was this app. Um, I kind of like um, I kind of do something to listen what the app talks to the server. In, in the middle, it's called a man in the middle attack. So one time I see like it sends my, uh, my cell phone signal tower, the ID of it, uh, which well, which carrier behind my phone and um, my neighboring Wi-Fi and all those of stuff to to the server and I was shocked because because like the only I only expected to give um, this permission for uh, G- GPS my location but. They send all this stuff to the server, and then and then they might use this for something else, maybe like um to to know like where you live, um who your neighbor is, and whether like um who lives in your household, and all those sort of stuff. So this is yeah. um is this an Android issue or is this like uh like the app that was that you were using that was specifically collecting data? I think I think like. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just pinpoint like point the finger to specific one thing, but like, um, that's I I I guess that's a compromise of um the en- openness of Android. Yeah, it 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 will allow companies to do that. Just be, but to me, like just because they can't do it, that doesn't mean they should do it, right? So how do you yeah. sort of deal with, you know, being an Android user? Having these apps on your phone, you know, obviously they have, um, they, they, it's so open, like you said, and they can get, you know, permissions to, I guess, much a bigger amount of things compared to iOS. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, so how do you sort of balance being an Android user, being concerned about your data and also sort of like, yeah, and, and scooping apps, um, to sort of see, like, how, how do you sort of juggle between these three? Like, how do you sort of rationalize? Um, to me personally, um, I I just it, it really depends on how much you trust the company, really. But um, but and you just you just I I I guess <laughs> that's that's the compromise behind me being able to scoop apps, right? <laughs> so th- yeah, there was yet yeah, for example, like um, there was one of those feature like where where Facebook app would require location permission. And it, and then I found um, a nearby friend map feature, but um, it wouldn't work unless I give them permission to my location, which also permits them to collect um, my neighboring Wi-Fi. So I guess that's the compromise. But um, before I start scoping apps, I just used the website version of the app. 
not of, of Facebook. Is there anything apart from like passion or hobby, like you know the fact that it's your hobby that drives you to um, scoop apps? Like you said, it's not from like you know you're not motivated by money or you know possible bug bounties or anything. You do it out of interest. But is there something deeper that that motivates you? I guess to me, um, what's in store in our phone, we we deserve to know what's behind what's going on. Um, I guess like you you wouldn't want to buy a device into your house and then and then it will secretly film you when you're sleeping and then you uploads to the server you wouldn't want that right then we wouldn't want that kind of black box in our in our home so I guess like this day um, I, I our cell phones are more personal connected to, to us it's kind of like a digital entity of ourselves and I guess it's it's important to know what's going on behind the apps uh, to me like I I, I I want to make um, my my scoops um, as transparent as possible, so I post it on Twitter so everyone can see that, like everyone, just everyone, yeah. Um. So have these companies like that you have scooped, uh, like Facebook or Twitter, Instagram? These are huge, huge tech companies in the U.S. and how do they respond to their apps sort of being scooped? Like, surely they're not happy that people are going in and looking at, you know, the new features that they haven't released. How do they sort of respond to this kind of behavior? <laughs> we never really, um, we re- never really communicate directly because um, I couldn't imagine what that would, uh, how that would, um, what would end up being. But, um, but yeah, like, when that happened, a lot of, a lot of um, reporters will ask Facebook publicists about that, and they will they will always say no comment on that. But like three months later, it actually got released. So we see the pattern of it. Um, but about the employee, I I, I guess um, I can see the reaction from them. Like sometimes, like um, when something um, that they. F- Thing as important got re- uh, got scooped by me. Um, I can see my follower counts, uh, follower counts increase, and like a lot of them are from that company. So so I found, huh? So so, this is the kind of like a gesture indicating maybe I am scooping something important. I guess in the course of, um, the the whole year of me digging apps, um, I can see improvement of app security. Um, in in the apps, um, security as in preventing me from scooping the apps. How do they do that? How do they prevent you from looking at code that's out there? Yeah, sometimes um, they make it harder to to for me to analyze. Um, sometimes they make it harder for me to make some features possible, and like they obscure, like they sort yeah of they, they yeah they they obscure it and make make the logic harder to be analyzed. Have you ever uh, reverse engineered any Chinese apps? Like, you know, we've recently talked about a lot of US apps, right? Um, but yeah, but, you know, obviously, like the equivalent of Facebook might be WeChat and, you know, that, that scale is still massive. Have you ever tried reverse engineering any of these Chinese technology apps? So there was one time I looked into the, um, the, the logic behind... Uh, musically, which is um, based, um, which is made by a Chinese internet company, um, so I managed to open the the debug panel behind it, and then I managed to turn on some of the UI design change, but th- that's that's about it. 
yeah, I um there's definitely the possibility of of um looking into behind walls behind maybe like WeChat or Taobao and something like that. Um, that's that's definitely the area I'm open to explore. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do you deal with sexist comments that you sometimes receive on your Twitter? Like, you know, when I'm on your Twitter, I've seen some people made some not very nice comments, um, either because you're a woman or because you're Asian. How do you sort of respond to that kind of, you know, rhetoric? I guess I guess the first I would kind of look into whether the account is real or not. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, again, this is the internet. Everything happens, right? And trolls happens and sometimes like I I put usually I just um like kind of shove it away um because that's just noise to me but sometimes if it like if if actually like sometimes I would just um respond to them um in a way to point out like um, the the flaws in their so-called arguments and then kind of shut them down yeah. What are some of the challenges you've encountered um, scooping apps and publishing them on Twitter? Oh yeah, um, I guess sometimes um, people might f- might kind of like um, underestimate the the amount of effort I put on scooping those apps, and they might thought, hey, maybe that's just another screenshot I could just copy. And then oh, maybe like um, why does she put the watermark on it? I could just erase it. But but to me like that's like I, I I really wish people could see more um could I wish people could emphasize more into the citation or the source of the scoops because like I sometimes I put like six hour or eight hours or like even like eighteen hours on scooping those those apps and um it it happens sometimes um before I used to kind of privately ask them could you could you could you not do that again and then. And then usually they would just kind of like um stopped, but but um uh, I guess like as my exposure um uh, continues to grow um the occurrence of this happening will happen more, so I guess like f- at some point I would just kind of stop stop kind of kind of hide the name and you just kind of um start calling people out basically. So, so yeah, sometimes <laughs> I would just call people out if if that's a blatant purposely um plagiarism but but, but if if it, if they're kind of like if kind they didn't know that um usually i would just give them a benefit of the doubts i would just kind of privately talk to them mm. so usually that will resolve yeah mm. you know obviously um with you scooping apps and everything have you ever been approached by these tech companies or you know other I mean, I don't know, even tech media who might be very interested in what you do specifically and might want to hire you for it. And um, as a follow-up to that question, what do you hope to do in the future? Like, do you want to work in one of these companies that you have been scooping? Like, that would be actually quite, quite, you know, quite interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I have been, I've been receiving, uh, definitely, I've been receiving different um different referrals um, from different Facebook employees in the course of the entire year. And wait, wait, so the Facebook employees like ask you like, hey, do you like want to work at Facebook? I can refer you. Like they want to refer you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I do they get, I, I'm sure they get a referral bonus and they're like, we need this person. We should bring this talent <laughs> yeah. into our company. And then, and then sometimes Facebook, sometimes Twitter, sometimes Google. 
Snapchat, I think. Snapchat also happened. And Shopify, like like um those companies, it, it happens. And, and I, I see that as a form of recognition. Not officially, of course, but I see that as a form of recognition that's, hey, maybe maybe there's something valuable behind my skill set. And sometimes tech um, publication might want to have a deal with me about about like um, being able to assess the scoops ex- exclusively. Um, to to me, like I, I'm I'm not sure if I, if I can make that um, possible because I I just want my scoops to be free accessible to everyone, regardless of how newsworthy it is. So you always yeah. only exclusively post your scoops on Twitter, like that's where you will post it first, and that's where everyone can see it. Yeah, because because um, posting it on Twitter, um, it it makes it's very easy for everyone to assess it to maybe like engage, maybe to leave comments. Instead, if I if I am to open a blog site myself, people might have to sign up, and maybe people I might have to maintain the bandwidth behind it and it costs money and I just do this for free. I guess in in the long run I I will I would love to I would love to like be one of like uh join one one of those teams in order to maybe like bring the world closer together, um like improve the apps uh, maybe in terms of security or or the the features um at, at some point. Do you have a dream company that you want to work for, or it's all up in the air right now? I, I'm I'm open. My 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 Twitter or LinkedIn is open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, Google, Facebook, Twitter. If you're interested in hiring Jane, you should contact her ASAP. <laughs> probably when she graduates. Probably when she graduates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but otherwise, I think we have come to the end of this week's episode of Inside China Tech. Thank you very much, Jane, for you know being our guest on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It was very me. lovely to have you here today. Yes, and uh, yeah, join us next week for more insights into the China tech scene. And um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's at Zensu. And if you want to follow Jane on Twitter, that's Wong M Jane. So W O N G M Jane. And also, if you want to read more of SCMP's tech stories, um, you should check out scmp.com/tech. That's where we publish our daily stories every day. All right, see you next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.